into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, AfterBuzzers, to another edition of AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On, where we spotlight actors, personalities, and everyone in between that's on TV. Today, uh, we're joined by Allison Skip from Spike's Catch a Contractor. You can watch it Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Welcome, Skip and Allison. Well, thanks for Thank having you. us, man. Of course, this is great. Um, I, you know, when when the show first, uh, you guys are in your third season. Yeah, um, three episodes in. Uh, I remember when it, when the show first kind of came out. Um, you know, obviously through Maria Menounos, who's our network head. Uh, you know, I'm kind of in the know of a lot of things, and so the the idea of Catch a Contractor, I, I heard about even before it aired, and they said it's like Catch a Predator. But for you know housing and, and things like that, I was like this is genius. Yeah, it's genius. a really it's a really cool concept uh, that they came up with, and the people at our production company uh, have been working on developing this for you know a number of years, and it's it's proven to be probably the most difficult show that they've ever done, and they've filmed many many reality shows, all of which that you well know. Um, and it's it's just it's been tough to develop, but now we finally got it going. It's just such an awesome concept, you know, that we're out there helping people with this whole thing. And the combination, of course, of doing it with Adam Carolla, it's just <laughs> proven to be like you know, it's just it's a great time. It's entertaining, and at the same time, you know, it's really rewarding because we're really helping these people that are having such terrible problems. With we're these educating the public so that people can learn what they need to do and what they need to not do, so they they don't get the same problems. Because it seems like everybody has a story about some kind of a problem that they had with a contractor or somebody that came into their house. Like Skip always says, if you live someplace, eventually you're going to have somebody in there fixing or building something. Yeah, sooner yeah. or later you're going to, you know, everybody needs someone to come in and do something at their house, you know, unless you're just completely capable of doing it all yourself, which is pretty rare, you know. So it's kind of like, you know, when you take your car to the mechanic, you know, it's like everybody kind of feels like, man, you know, especially now with modern cars, everything is so computerized. Like you can't really work on the car yourself anymore. So you wonder, yeah. like, am I getting screwed? Like they're telling me, you know, I, I need this done and it's, it's just a problem that's running rampant in this industry and it hits home for me because it's what I do when I'm not filming the show back in New York I'm a home remodeling contractor and I come from a family of that my dad my grandfather all the way down the line we're all builders so like these are guys that took great pride in their work so when they approach me to do this show I'm like I am all in for this man because you know it's, it's a problem in the industry and it only takes a couple of guys to make everyone else in this industry look bad you don't hear all the great stories out there you just hear about the nightmare ones you know so we're really excited to have the opportunity uh, to be doing this and now coming into the third season you know the show is, is a huge success um, and we get to change the industry it's like really we can make a dent in the way that everybody looks at this whole industry because with the information that we're giving everybody it can really put a stop to all of these guys whose routine is just to be conning people and taking their money and not doing the job right or not having the right licenses and it's yeah. just we can really put a stop to it because people are going to know what's going and, on and, and for those of you uh, if you're if you're watching and you're unfamiliar with allison she's she's like the private eye for for these things you know she tracks that these guys um 
you know, the contractors, they, they do the job, they walk away with a ton of money, they leave right. it as Houses is. in shambles. Right. Exactly. And yeah. then you hunt them down. Yeah, because they're, the problem is is that they're not returning phone calls anymore, you know, that they took money from somebody, they, they did something, they screwed something up, so they don't want to be found, you know. Like, these homeowners are calling and calling, they're not returning phone calls, and a lot of these guys who are routine cons... They're changing their company name. They're changing their, their address. They cannot be located. And then the second part of that is we want to set them up to come to a sting house and give us an estimate. So sure. we need a way to get them. It's not just always as simple as making a phone call because usually when you call somebody, they say, oh, how'd you find out about me? You know, right. and, yeah. you know, you got to have uh, a, it's a tricky. legitimate, it's... you know, reason. How did you come to see them? So that's. But where we come into play, it's getting make the harder and harder too all yeah. the time. Because in season one, no one had ever heard of what we're doing, you know. Yeah. So now people have seen the show. So in season one, when we busted these guys, you know, and, and they come through the door for the first time, and Adam and I come out with a picture of the people, and hey, you remember these people? And you've seen the show, you know how yeah. it goes, right? The first season, we were like, well, who the hell are you guys? And what's going on? What's the cameras? Now season two, we had a couple of times. We're like, oh man. And in season three, they're like, oh, no. Like, they're, like, they're like, oh, I know, you guys. You know? Whatever, get a whole so, lot of that. It's fun. You know, the coolest thing about this show is that everything that you see on it, it it's, it's happening in real time. There's no take twos for us. There's no script. You know, we get one shot when the guy comes through the door to have that authentic reaction. And um, the, the reactions vary from sometimes they're really crazy and the guys, you know, are, are like, you know, running out the door and it's big confrontations and other times like oh man you know you busted me you know what rarely do they say okay yeah I, I was hoping someone would come and get me so I could do the right thing but ultimately what we're trying to do is we're trying to give them a shot to redeem themselves because by the time we hear these stories, you know, these guys sometimes have been down the road for six months, a year, sometimes longer, you know. So they're not looking too good, you know. They're not the upstanding characters um, that they might like people to think that they are. So we do give them a chance to redeem themselves. And, of course, along the way, we get that sense of justice for people because they're really hurting. I mean, if you've seen the show, when we get to them, we're usually their last shot. They're out of money. They don't have money to proceed with legal action a lot of times. Um, they just, they're done. They have no kitchen or bathroom or their houses, whatever the case may be. Yeah, the, mo- the most recent one, uh, I-, I was touched by, it, it was a woman, um, you know, her-, her dad was suffering. Yes. Her mom passed away, if yes. I remember fully correctly, and yeah. she was trying to build this house, and you know, initially the bid was around thirty grand. Then she's paying seventy grand for this entire thing, yes. and, and she has nothing built. Uh, yeah, it was, that was a really sad story. I mean, they're all sad in, their, in, in the way, and that's another thing that's great about this show. It's the variety of, of situations, you know, and people can really relate to it. But that one in particular, this last Sunday's episode, she was a really sweet lady, and she had been through a hard time and recently lost her mom to cancer. So she had decided to dedicate her life. She's an educator, so I think she was a principal in a school, mm-hmm. um, to dedicate the later years of her life now with some of the money and the home uh, that her mom had uh, the money that she had got from her mom, she purchased this home, and she was going to uh, host cancer uh, foundation uh, fundraiser dinners and things like that in this home. So she was doing it all for the right reasons, you know, and she had really good intentions. It was to honor her, the memory of her mom, and at the same time, a place to have her sick dad come and stay with her so she could take care of him. And like the whole plan just fell apart at the hands of this contractor. One guy. Yeah. So. 
you know, you watched the episode, you know how it turned out, and they don't always turn out the way we want them to. Our goal, again, is to give them a chance to redeem themselves and to have them come back and participate in the process. Because if they come back, we have an opportunity to school them. Yeah, we beat them up a little bit along the way. But Which we they deserve. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they definitely. it's funny. They're well, they're well deserving <laughs> of it. When Adam's chiming in, it's, it's oh, yeah. just, it's, it makes it both entertaining and you also feel like that, you feel that sense of justice because they do deserve to get a brow beating, you know, but... And yeah. then it's also funny because if they are humiliated as well, it's kind of satisfaction for the family and everybody watching it who's had that happen to them. Everybody wants to be able to get that feeling of satisfaction. Yeah. What, what I, what I, you know, um, in hearing Adam talks about it a lot, obviously Adam yeah, Cole on course. his podcast, and we'll, we'll talk about your podcast uh, a little bit down the line. Which, by the way, if you're, they ha- they do have a podcast, so we that do. is that is news. Very exciting um, stuff going on. Um, you know, Adam says like, you know, it, he equates it to if you're going, you know, Allison, you've just called them, you've set them, set them up for this thing. It's almost the equivalent of a first date. You know, show up on time, look good. Half these guys are showing up late. Less than uh, less, <laughs> late. We've and had some like, like two or three hours late. They don't even call. You know, like hey, I'm hitting traffic or something. And then when you're right, when they show up, they show up wearing like. Yeah, you know, we've had guys show up in like t-shirts with holes in them and meatball stains. We're like, dude, really? Like this is yeah. this is your your estimate, your first impression look. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you look like on yeah. construction? No tape day, measure. You know? It's like they just come over like they're like where, where's dinner you know it's like <laughs> yeah none of them are, are professional in, in their appearance or in their demeanor so, so what i mean in, in terms of the um epidemic i mean it, how do these people get started like what is the reason do they are they well intent not just in general with their careers i mean it, it just by default they fall into this as, as i think as it's builders? a combination of things and we've seen so many different scenarios but i think if we were to try to put them into two or three different classes what we're noticing is that most of them are uh, guys that probably started out with the right intentions they probably started out thinking they're going to go in and, and take on this job most cases, they're they're in a situation where they're in over their head. They're, everybody wants to take bigger jobs and make more money. That's just natural, right? But it doesn't mean they're qualified to do that. So as a contractor, some of the biggest costs that I have, the overhead that I have to work into a job, are some of the certified professional licensed trades like electricians and plumbers and uh, HVAC guys and things like that. So those are the big costs that we factor into our our, our price. And we're finding these guys are like basically handymen. They're a guy that you would hire, you know, to come over like a weekend warrior. He goes out on the weekends and he like he paints a room for people or he hangs a closet rod or something like that. And all of a sudden they're trying to take on these full remodels that involve plans and permits and understanding, you know, architectural design and engineering and how to open up walls and structural changes and things that are way outside of their education level because they want to get the bigger jobs. And they take on the, the jobs of those other trades that they should be bringing in subs that are licensed themselves to do those other big jobs. And they don't. They try to do it all themselves. And they don't. They just don't know how to do it. So, yeah. of course, they don't get inspections to check up on any of that work. So by the time we get there, we peel off the drywall, and it's what, what you don't see. I mean, it's bad what you do see, but they most of the cases... They don't want to say no to the money. They just get in way yeah. over their head. They get in over yeah. the head. So there's that guy, um, and then he just realized, you know what, I way underbid this job. I'm, I'm underwater on this job. If I come back and work another day, I'm going to have to take it out of my pocket. So they just stop coming. They stop answering yeah. the phone. Then there's the guy that sets out to screw people over from the start. And basically, they're the con men. You know, I, we think that they don't have any intention of ever doing the job. What they do is they come in, they do demo the first day. They ask for a big deposit up front saying that's for materials. 
and then they leave the house destroyed after they get that deposit check and they never come back. So they don't even come back and do a day of work. It's just they rip the house open and they ask for a big deposit, 50, 60% sometimes, and they never come back. So those people to me are just, you know, those, that's pretty much just a fraudulent outright, you know, yeah. that's, you might as well just be reaching in someone's pocket and, and stealing their money. You know, so we, it's, it's been a combination of things, but the end result is always the same. The people's lives, their families, their husband and wives are at each other because now, you know, it's, it's a, a stressful situation. Their house are in shambles and they're out of money. So regardless of what, you know, what it was that got them there, they're pretty much all the same end result. And when we yeah. find them, they're like in the worst time of their life, you know, and it's, we're really happy to be able to, you know, you'd see that reveal day. That's the best day ever because that's the day we yeah. kind of get their lives and their house back on track, and it's a really good feeling. Yeah, and uh, Allison, for you, you know, uh, for, for you, you know, historically, who's been the hardest to kind of get? I mean, is it one particular person, or is it kind of uh, you know a category of of, of a builder? Well, there's at? not the guys who are operating without a license are always the hardest to get to begin with because they don't have established uh, business location. You know, the things that we look at that anybody could really try to find, you know, we, we start with the most basic, you know, business license that has an address on it and a phone number on it. When you are properly licensed, you have a history. That's where you would start. These guys who are just handymen who are out doing these kind of things and they're hiding from people, they're the most elusive because they don't want to be found. These are guys who have their address from 15, 20 years ago still on their driver's license, you know. Yeah. So it's really, it, be, it becomes uh, a matter of using computers and paperwork and files, then instead going to people to find out where were they last, when did you last talk to somebody. You know, it's, there's different kinds of searches you would do for different types of people who are missing, you know, because... People who don't want to be found, they don't leave a trail. They don't have yeah. credit cards. They, you know, they're, they're using somebody else's car that's, you know, registered to somebody else, and somebody else is insuring it, and they're giving them the they money. somebody else's license, too. We've had a number of guys that actually are operating under someone else's license number, and they've gone as far as to go on the Internet and see someone else's company name and their license, and they use that license number and just change up the logo a little bit, and they're ap- actually operating sometimes for a year or a couple of years under someone else's name and license, you know, from a different part of the state, you know, and like we had to check it just just recently. Right. So we we would call that company like, you know, do you, do you know this guy? No, we never heard of him before. Well, you know, he's operating, he's using your name and your license number. And And you would never know unless something like this happened. How would you ever possibly know? You know, and there's a guy like up in Northern California with a valid license and they're doing good business. And now that number is showing up on somebody else's paperwork in Southern California. They would never know. What is it? Do they, um, do they have a question like how they got caught? Because I imagine you know, when you eventually do find them, it's for the stupidest reason. And they must be kicking, like, all over that. You know, we haven't really had a lot of that. I think that... I think they probably expect it. Yeah, they're like, it's a matter of time. guys looking over their shoulder because I'm sure that the person that they screwed over that we're trying to help with our show, they're not the only one that's looking for them. This guy, you know, it's not like this is the first time this guy has ever done this to somebody in most cases. 
So oftentimes there's other families yeah, that have been victim. They're looking you know, over yeah, the homeowner would be like, and I know this other person that they did it to, but like you know, we can't. There's only so many minutes in the episode. We can't oh, yeah, get into everything. But these guys are, are usually with a trail behind them. That's the worst. That Sometimes up. like when they'll start out a job on the people that we're going to help, and during the course of that, the first couple of weeks are going well, and they're referring the guy to their friends and family. We have one last season that the by the time they cut the guy loose and he stopped coming back, he had done the same thing to two or three of their friends and they they all gave him money and he split on all four yeah. of them yeah. so it's it's just it's a problem that you know exists out there and uh, i'm really happy that we're making a difference because we're helping the people the homeowners of course as you see with the show but we're also helping the guys in the industry that do what i do that take this job seriously they're professionals and it, you know they take great pride in their work and those guys are hurting from this uh, that's going on in this industry because the the type of guys that we're chasing, they're, they're out there under underbidding the job. They're undercutting the prices by like half. That's why they're getting the Everybody prices. Everybody wants you know? the best price. You so know? guys, if you don't know, if guys like me and other the professionals, money. they're losing jobs to you know unlicensed guys that are coming in at half the price, and ultimately they never work out. So I'm trying to change that too. You know, for for all the people that do what I do. And for me, because I'm in law enforcement full time, for me, I love the sense of justice. I love finding the guy, having his face on TV, having skipping at him right in his face, calling him a liar, and calling him out on all the crap he says. And I just love watching him squirm. And then I love getting them beat up when they're back at the job site. I just love the justice. I feel so satisfied watching that. That's the cool part about this show. And <laughs> That's not so I got to tell you, even one. watching this show, like the episode you just mentioned from last Sunday, um, with the lady who had the house and the, the mom that passed away, I actually, I, I, I had a couple tears rolling at the end of that thing. I mean, we were there. I mean, I yeah. did it. I was at the whole process. And when I watched it, I'm like, that's, you know, many times with these episodes, I watch them. And sometimes we don't get a chance to screen them before they air. And I hadn't seen this one. And um, that's that's how I really know what we're doing is good. And the show is really effective because I, it, it definitely pulled on my emotions. And I was part of the process. So, yeah. you know, it really it hits home. And he can't you know? cry when he's right there in front of all the guys. So at home he can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> he's don't. very sensitive. <laughs> yeah. You can edit this part. When we right. first did the pilot, even <laughs> when we were filming the pilot, he was downstairs. Uh, the homeowner was yelling at the guy, and I was in another room where we're all watching the monitors, and and the woman was screaming, and she was so mad at that contractor, and I was, like, starting to cry. And then later on, when we got home, we were talking to each other about the sting, and it's, he was like, yeah. me too! It's really, it was uh, like you feel the thickness in the air. It's like yeah, real emotion. The emotion is so thick, so real. You know, it's so strong. These people are just, like, in devastation mode when we when we come up to them. And then to see them from that to the end when they're just having tears of joy, that's, like, for me, that's it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done you know, in my life. Cool. We're helping people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really been a, a great experience for us. And um, b- before we went on air, you talked about that this season is kind of a new format. It's, yeah. it's, it's exciting. And so yeah. we can talk so, about yeah. that yeah. This, this season, we're doing something different. We, we got a lot of feedback from uh, viewers and fans over the last couple of seasons. They wanted to see more. a few things. They wanted to see more of the construction. They wanted to see more of the fix because for season one was only a 30-minute show. Yeah. So when you take commercials and everything out of that, we're down to about 20, 20 minutes, minutes of actual airtime. So it's very hard to tell this story and the the you know the just the 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 sheer construction all that goes into the construction alone could be an hour long show so it's yeah. 
the hardest part that we had in the first season was trying to figure out what to keep, what to edit out because everything was Not so good. good, you know. So it was hard to and, and the first season felt a little rushed. The episodes felt a little bit like they were very quick, choppy it did, cuts. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it, it went from like we're, we're hammering a nail to like the people were pulling up and seeing their house, you know, like what what happened in between. So season two, we were really excited that Spike, you know, bumped us up to the hour because the, the show just had phenomenal um, results with the ratings and everything, and it gave us a little more time to breathe. But this season now, what we're doing is we're showing more of the construction, but we're also showing a lot of the production, like what goes on behind the scenes. So when we're all kind of talking with the producers and we're trying to figure out our, our game plan of how we're going to get this guy, what we're going to do, I'm sure you watched it with the last couple of episodes. Yeah. The idea with that was to have viewers kind of feel like they're more, like like they're there, like they're there with us. it's not as simple as it seemed. In season two, it's like everything worked out. It went from this stage to this stage to this stage. But really, there's problems. And sometimes the guy doesn't show up. And yeah. sometimes he doesn't return the phone call. Sometimes he doesn't come to the right. sting. There's always it's stuff very, that we very don't anticipate. It's very, unpredictable. The nature of the show, and again, why it's so hard to, to make this show, is that the person who's the main character, I mean, yeah, we, we host the show, you know, uh, the three of us, Adam and, and whatnot, but we're, the main character is a dude that, you know, by nature, he's not reliable. We, we don't, he's unpredictable. We don't know what he's going to do. And we hope that he even shows up. So here you got, you know, a house full of 50 people with camera crews and, you know, and everything that are trying to be hidden in a house. And we're like, oh, man, we hope this guy comes today. You know, yeah. it's like so... It's a very stressful environment, especially on, on TV production schedule. It's tough because, you know, that can be very rigid, right? Yep. And we really never know what's going to happen. So most of the time, we're just crossing our fingers that things are going to work out. So this season, you get to see that. You get to feel that um, because, you know, you see what we see behind the line of cameras, you know. And we wanted to include people in those conversations. And it, to me, even watching it, it feels much more... Uh, like I was part of it. And we've been getting great feedback from the yeah. viewers. Like they feel like, wow, we can really see the, the gravity of what goes on. And like the, just the, the enormity of the production. There's so many people that are involved with this. Like you only, many times you only see just us in front of the camera. But there's a massive crew there yeah. that, that makes all this happen that we, you know, we could never do without them. So it's kind of cool that you know you, you see yeah, all it, of that. I, I think it's um, I think it's really cool of Spike to even allow that. You know, what I mean, to, to take yeah. that feedback because you know that was uh, you know our our reaction here at AfterBuzz uh, with the first season. Like it's great, but it's too short. You know, we want yeah. more, and and so I'm, I'm glad that they're uh, taking the you know cause some people wouldn't. Spike you know, they is take awesome, that into- man. And th- yeah. this was really like their thing. They they wanted to give something more to the viewers this season. And when they, you know, that came down from from the top, and we found out that we're doing this new format this season, we were all really excited because it's kind of like you know it's, it's adding another layer of to what goes on. So it just makes it all that much more real for people to watch, you know. And you know, I know a lot of people feel like some reality shows are, are maybe they're a little bit overproduced, or you know, you don't know if it's really and everything you see, you know. But our show is is completely script free. We really don't know what's going to happen. So when the guy comes to the door, as I said to you. We get one shot at that, and as is with pretty much everything you see. So sometimes we got like a hundred hours of footage in the can to get down to that one, you know, show that you see, and and, and only because it's all very unpredictable. So now that, that Spike wanted to kind of share that with the viewers, I think it's just a really cool thing. You know, it kind of gives everybody a little more insight into what it takes to make this show. It's very difficult to make this show. It's you know, the so, drama, you know, yeah. like that the highs and the lows and of everything that you're feeling while you're watching it because it's authentic. Yeah, and if I can say that, you know, just kind of give Spike some props. You know, we're we're really grateful to to be to be a part of this process, and you know, they're giving us a platform to work on to use 
our experience and, and our you know expertise in, in the other parts of our lives and come together and work together like normally we talk about this on our podcast a lot too we have such different lives you know she's in law enforcement I'm in construction we both get up early in the morning we go our separate ways and we do such different things that um, to be able to do this show and work together to get a good end result and help people it's just been such a cool thing for us you know, yeah, we're really excited yeah. about it. Spe- speaking of the podcast, so it's it's Hammer and Nails. Yes, uh, it's pretty much brand new. It is. Yeah. Uh, we're we're one episode in, correct? Yeah, yeah. we're, we're one episode be, uh, in. Twice a yeah. week, we'll be uh, uh, airing, and we just uh, premiered the first yesterday. Actually. Yeah, and already we're number one on new and noteworthy on iTunes, and we've been climbing the ladder. We're up in the twenties as far as all of iTunes podcasts right now. So it's, people it's are getting, it's getting, are listening yeah, to it. just huge download response, and people are really we we've been kind of pumping a little bit you know to let people know what we're, we're going to be doing it yeah. and uh, we've been recording it for a few months and kind of stocking up those episodes so uh, and of course we're really very very fortunate to be on Adam Carolla's network Corolla Digital so that's really the reason why we're having that initial you know huge surge of people because he has such a massive following but people uh, are for really enjoying it we're getting so much positive feedback people are finding it because it's funny because you know we're just we're ourselves and, and we're talking about Anything and everything. Nothing's off limits. Any, anything and everything, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, we, have, Some, uh, we do segments. Um, <laughs> a little embarrassing and, sometimes, but yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's You good. know, it's because cool. people don't know us really from watching the show. They don't know all of us, you know what I mean? Like what's, yeah. what's behind us. And, and Skip's incredibly funny. I am just ridiculously funny. And um, the two of <laughs> or us. So you, so you think. Or so you think. The two of us Curl combined. Up, you're not funny. <laughs> no. I'm funny. The two of us combined, though, we, we always, you know, we, we can talk forever. So, you know, people want to hear what it is that we're doing. We get all that stuff on social media. People are asking us questions. So we just figured, you know what, let's give everybody what they've been asking for. And, and people yeah. want to know stuff. So we're, we're telling it. Let me ask, you know, uh, how did you, in terms of, because, you know, you're a contractor, you're in law enforcement. What was the transition like to, you know, going on to a reality show and kind of now being personalities and now, you know, you got that, you got the podcast and now, you know, you're kind of becoming public figures, not just defined by, you know, a contractor and a law enforcer. Yeah, in the last couple of years, our, you know, our lives are, are very different. We were, um, you know, much more private people, of course. And uh, now it's exciting. You know, it's, it's exciting, to, again, to be part of a process that, that of of course, first and foremost, helping people, but yeah, to have that exposure to do other things, and and the the show has given us a platform to now like do stuff like the podcast and other things that we're working on. I'm working on a book, um, hopefully to come out in the next year. Um, we got a lot of other things in the work now, um, endorsement stuff and things that I'm trying to proceed with. You know, with my career. And, and I'm still Allison. dealing with bad guys on a full time basis. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's that's that's been the other side of this thing that it's been. Um, it's been great and it's been fun and exciting and all of that, but at the same time, it also is real it's, life. It's, it's it's tough and stressful in our real lives because, like, I'm I'm out here for three or four months at a time, so I kind of go on hiatus and I, I skeleton crew and scale down my work back at home to order to be able to come out here and do this. I'll pick back up again now when I go back because we're done filming, um, but Allison. While I'm here the whole time, she's flying back and forth every week. She still has a full-time job in law enforcement. So there's sometimes that she's flying back and forth like twice a week. You know, so it's, she spends a ton of time, you know, red eyes, and, and she gets off the plane in a red eye after a six-hour flight and goes right to the set. And, you know, it's just, 
Or um, even in reverse, I go home and after a six-hour flight, and then I get in a car for a half, an hour and a half to get home, change my clothes. It go, goes right to work, right to and, work. and goes right to being a law enforcement officer with like no sleep. So <laughs> she's been a real yeah. trooper. Like you know, crusty and makeup and hair from <laughs> the set from like the day before. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. still looks good enough. I can pass with that today. Yeah, just leave the makeup on from the day before. <laughs> like so. a layer of deodorant. And so she's been like a, a just a you know a real trooper. And, and, you know, I'm really impressed with her ability to keep up with that, you know. And for me, I did that. We both did it first season. We flew back and forth every week, sometimes twice a week. And uh, it was just crazy. Like, we'd fly in on Monday, film, and go back Tuesday morning, come back Thursday afternoon, go home Sunday. It was insane, Every you know, for like four months. So I, I said, I can't do that again. Um, and because I'm able to schedule my, my time how I want to with my business, um, I, I chose to be out here the whole time. So, you know, we weren't sure how they were gonna, uh, that was going to work, you know, just with, just it's tough on a relationship as well, you know. But yeah, we're, we're really super solid like that. And, and if anything, it's just strengthened our relationship. It really it's, has. It's I mean, we've, we've been like super solid right from day one. But yeah. it's like even more so, like everybody was really sick. Uh, like with <laughs> we go on Adam's show and people are like you guys are disgusting like how, how in love you are you know it's just like because we're just so tight and compatible and we're just like we're, disgustingly we're lucky and we're lucky you know, we try to we, we function as a team you know we help each other out and uh, and I think that you know that that's really part of the reason why we have a really good solid relationship is that you know we're, we're on each other's side and in each other's corner all the time so this show if anything we thought it was going to be like man how are we going to do this you know like mm -hmm. what, what is this going to do with our marriage and if anything I think it's just brought us closer together because you know we're doing something so cool but at the same time it kind of like it tested the fiber of what we are and uh, it's just brought us closer together yeah so until this show we've cool. never ever ever did anything apart like from day one when we were together we just did everything together no, until the show I never spent one night away from home and then I went from <laughs> that to three months yeah. yeah so you know it's like that would test any marriage you know so uh, it's it's been interesting to see how it played out but like I said there, it's just it's been a great experience all around so far so and if you had to um, you know s summarize it into like the three best tips uh you know, for any homeowner that is getting a uh, renovation, what would you give him? Then, Allison, uh, while well, he's given his answer, you know, if someone d is screwed, um, you know, by a contractor, like what what legal ramifications can they take if if they okay. go through that? You know, without the show, right? Well, uh, in the show, we try to give as many takeaways as possible to try to help people, viewers, so they don't get into the situation to begin with. Um, so. With that being said, uh, definitely if you're going to uh, look into having any home remodel, any work done by any type of person in your home, always make sure first that they're licensed. You can go right onto your state's contractor state licensing board website and just look at their business name or their own name and make sure they have a license. Make sure they have you know, a long, good-standing history and they don't have a list of violations and complaints or revocations or suspensions or what it might, you know. And if you can't find it, ask them. I can't find you on the on the computer. Right. What, do you, what what is your license number? What's it listed under? Is it under your name or do you have a business right. name? Most mm -hmm. of the people that we deal with on this show, uh, they never did that. They never had that diligence to look at that. They just you know took the guy at face value, or he was referred from someone else, and it just didn't work out. So always make sure they're licensed. And when Secondly, you get it, check it. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it and make sure that they have a list of referrals. Referrals are huge because even if they have a license, it doesn't mean that they're good at what they do. 
you know, when you take the exam to become a contractor, and many, especially the GC, like as an electrician, a plumber, and some of the other certified trades, there are practical portions of the exam, and you have to have years of time and apprenticeship and have that documented that you before you can even take the exam. As a GC, it's mostly about being able to write contracts properly in the legal side of the business and how you work with subcontractors and homeowners and the legal arrangements of, of the business. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a tremendous experience in building or any one trade. People so, get confused between carpenter and contractor. They think it's the same thing. Yeah, contractor is a very widely used uh, term, and I think <laughs> not in a good way, you know, because like guys say, well, yeah, you know, I'm a contractor because like on the weekends, they, you know, him and his friend, they, you know, they go out and they, they build decks or whatever. But this, that's a big difference from being a contractor. There's a whole different world that comes with taking on the responsibility of acting in the capacity of a contractor. So to get back to what I was saying, the referrals are huge because if you get a list of referrals, you're going to be able to see a, a list of names and numbers of people they've done business with. And if you're, for instance, wanting to have, let's say, a kitchen done in your house, ask for a list of referrals of all your kitchen jobs. Don't ask, you know, if the guy's a roofer, that's not who you want doing your kitchen. He could be the best roofer in the world, but you don't want him doing your kitchen, right? So get that list of kitchens. Get a half a dozen names and call those people. Because just if you get the referrals doesn't mean that you know you actually checked up on them. Call them and ask them were they happy? Were there any problems? You know, did, was the guy on time? Did he stay on budget? And if you do that, you'd be surprised. You can really weed out you know very quickly the people that you want to be talking to and who you don't. And if they don't have the license and they don't have referrals, they're off the list. Don't even. They're not. You should always get multiple estimates, but they're not not even part of the equation anymore. Mm-hmm. That would be the most valuable information I could give people. And good guys want. I'm sorry. Good guys want to give you those referrals. They're happy yeah. to give it to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they're proud of it. Yeah, Absolutely. it's bragging you know, rights. They've, sure. they've built that up. Right. Is there a certain threshold? Like you know, let's say a quick job. You know, um, what's like the threshold of like okay, you you know, you want someone, you, you want someone like that. You want to do your due diligence versus like you know what I I, I need. I don't know. Uh, there, there's a, a woods falling off the gate. I don't know. Right. Right. Like, wh- wh- where's the threshold of uh, to make sure that you have really good quality versus just like I just want this done. Right. Well, it, it if really, there is one, it really depends on the size and you know, what you're looking to have done. So, okay. if you're going to do anything that involves multiple trades, such as like a bathroom or a kitchen, where you're having multiple licensed trades in there, you know, plumbers, electricians, framers, painters, tile guys, all those people have to work together. Um, that's definitely the job for a GC that has experience at doing those large size remodels. If you want to have a slat replaced on your gate, that's a perfect job for a local handyman. And you can go online and find those guys too. And they're also required to have a license to do home improvements, even as a handyman. Um, so as a handyman, uh, I think it varies from state to state. But for the most part, their license is different than a GC's license. And they can only do work up to a certain limit in dollar amount. So I believe here in California, it's $500. So you can operate and call yourself a handyman up to $500. Beyond that, you have to have a contractor's license, a GC's mm-hmm. license. So that's a perfect job. It's a one-day little quick fix. You know, they're going to come and change a you know, a, a piece of fascia on your house or whatever it might be, um, hang a mailbox or do something, you know, a closet pole or whatever, that's a handyman job. You don't necessarily have to come in and have a licensed GC there that's going to come and do that job. Yeah. So that, I would say that's, you know, definitely relative to the work that you're going to have done. And what you were asking before about if you end up with a guy who doesn't have a license and what kind of recourse you have, yeah. if he's licensed, your recourse is to go to the licensing agency and make a complaint. Right. You want to have them have an inspector come look at the work and... and 
validate your complaint to see, you know, are you in the wrong? Is he in the wrong? What needs to be done? And they'll deal with him accordingly because he can risk losing his license, bond, insurance, and all right. of that. But if he's not licensed, it's it's a civil matter, and you really yeah, then you don't have you any recourse. You know, it's like you can sue whoever you want, and you can even win, but that doesn't mean you're going to get a penny back from them. We don't get any assistance, so that's one of the big advantages of dealing with only licensed people. Is that if you're having a problem with them, you can go to the licensing agency where they got their license from, and have an inspector come out and look at the work to kind of mediate the situation. So you know what, you're right. This guy is is obligated to do this, and they can enforce it. They could say, well, if you don't come back and do this, they're gonna, you know, we're gonna put a a, a complaint and a violation on your license. And and in most cases, you know, guys don't want that. You know, as a licensed guy, you don't want that because when people look on your site, you don't want to have that. So to have that uh, as a homeowner, that's a huge help. When you don't have a licensed person you're not getting that assistance. So then you're out of pocket to go and get a lawyer and proceed with legal action. And in some cases, the dollar amount just doesn't warrant it. So yeah. if it's like a couple of grand, you know, between the time and money you're going to put in to chase the guy for that money, a lot of people just say, oh, you know what, forget it. Because there's also not criminal charges, it. you know, because a lot of times these charges can be taken to court criminally because they're committing a felony by claiming that they have a license and it's somebody right. else's and they're putting it on paperwork. You know, those are all crimes but then again, it's it's hard to really enforce these kind of things. Again, because these guys are taking off or you can't prove anything. You know, you can make a complaint. But guys who are on the run, they don't care about getting caught anyway. Like, they don't care if they're going to get charged because that's how they do their business. You know, that's how they put food on their table. They're just going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah, there's no pa- I get it. There's yeah. no, no, no paper trail. Like, you know, it's been, you know no, half these guys don't use email. It's all right. just no, found by no, me. That's, again, you want, well, you only want to deal with those guys that are documented people and they're, you know, they run a professional operation because it helps you should anything go wrong. And it costs more, but then think about what it costs to go back and fix the whole thing once he screws it well, up. That's what you pay yeah. for. You know, especially in this business, I tell people, you definitely get what you pay for in this business. And you should not ever take the lowest bid because there's a reason why it's the lowest bid. If you're getting a couple different estimates and someone's coming in 50% less than everybody else, bottom line is that it's going to take X amount of materials to get that job done. Each one of those guys are pretty much going to have to use the same materials to get the job done. But where they're going to cut the corners is in the labor. You know, so they're using day laborers or unskilled laborers. So one day, the guy that's working with the contractor, day before he was mowing someone's lawn. Now, you know, a contractor picked him up on the corner and he's got him, you know, doing plumbing in someone's house. That's not the person you want there. You yeah. know, so you definitely pay more, but you, you're paying for getting the right quality people there. So, yeah, makes sense. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, it, it, it's on all facets of you know the, the various. But you know, I've seen it with website design. I've seen it with it, it's just so on and so forth. You get forth. what it's, you pay for. Yeah. yeah, you really do. When it comes to your home and your family, it's worth making the investment to do it the right way. Yeah, I mean, especially some of the, the, the you know they're sitting at a kitchen, a small little table with barely a roof uh, over it. You've, you've for seen for months show, on man. end. It's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. You so, know, yeah. sleeping in sleeping bags. Uh, and, some of these stories are just heartbreaking, man. They really are. Yeah. So. Don't have it happen to you. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> no, please. please don't. Um, so the podcast, Hammer and Nails. The yeah. Twitter for that is Hammer Nails Pod, P-O-D. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to share with our viewers while you, know, while you have the opportunity? Well, you know, again, with the podcast, we're really excited to be doing that. It's going to give us an opportunity to talk a little bit more about all the things that, you know, uh, happen with us outside of the show. We've had a lot of crazy things happen to us since we've started working on the show. Because we were, we're like the average Joe, you know, like we're just next door neighbor homeowner, you know, and then all of a sudden we get put into this show 
with somebody who's already a huge celebrity and he's like one de- we are now one degree of separation from every celebrity on the planet practically right because he's like he's interviewed everybody he's best friends with Jimmy Kimmel you know it's like yeah. and then now it's, like we're it's, meeting it's, it's been, people it's been fun, and we've been you know, so. invited to things so it's like we've had just some crazy experiences like we look at each other like look what yeah, we, we, we are, talk about you know? all that stuff you know in the podcast yeah. so like you know people that listen to it and, and they're like you know they can and especially people that know us you know they know what you know what kind of folks that we are and it's just to be able to have an opportunity to do all these great things it's just uh it's just been very exciting so we're uh, we're happy to be able to kind of air all that you know yeah. and and also take questions from people so this is uh this is an exciting uh, other layer of stuff that we're yeah, doing really, right. you know uh if you, if you guys have questions for for these guys um you know they of course have their personal twitters but go to a uh, uh, hammer nails pod right. um and you know and ask, subscribe subscribe there yes. and uh, yeah. ask your Definitely. questions and, and look out for you because they may just answer your question yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> we, we will because we try to answer like everybody you know and you and, may and, be surprised at the answers that you get <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I, I mean what, what type of question have you guys been asked thus far um uh, you know, a lot of show-related stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. um, things that we, we, we like to do when we're not filming the show, you know, uh, some uh, personal things. That <laughs> yeah, we get into a lot of funny <laughs> personal things. We have a, uh, a segment on our show that we like, uh, it's uh, What the Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gonna bleep that, but um, <laughs> but it's like something it's, it's in our life. Like, we just have funny. so many stories, you know, like when you have a story that something happens to you, like back in college or something, or something that happens to you today, you know, like while you're out in the car. Well, just how many something. times do you go through the course of the day and you're like, what? Like what just happened? Like what is yeah. that? You know? So it's like it's funny stuff that we talk about. It is. They're and, all just uh, so ridiculously funny. Yeah, and and we're, we're doing the show with uh, with Joseph Cumia, um, who is Anthony Cumia's brother from the opening Anthony show. Mm-hmm. He's our engineer, but he's also the third part of our show, which is kind of cool because he kind of interjects, you know, and gets involved with the conversation. We bounce off each other, and we kind of just share some experiences, and we have a lot of laughs. We're having a lot, you know, a good time doing it. And um, it's just been cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it really only takes listening to the first one because the positive feedback we've been getting has just been overwhelming. So it just seems that like everybody's really digging it, and the rest of our podcasts are just more of the same. So yeah, we're and we, you know, we that. we do you know the thing where we answer the questions, but we you know we try to talk about you know some different segments, you know, like what's going on, you know, news and trend and newsworthy things, and um, there's and a, a, there's a I, bunch of different segments. Yeah, he's got are, his tips, fun. you know, like his skips tips, which is cool. So you know, like home remodeling stuff or DIY questions, I'll answer or just offer up some information about tools or stuff that you can do at home. You know, to, so you don't have to have a contractor come in and do work. Maybe some things you can do yourself. People so. take questions on things like that. That people have questions for him. Yeah. And I'm an obsessive researcher. Like I'm one of those people that all my friends know that if you got a question about anything, whether it's like female problems or a, a product or how do you do something or something in the garden. Female problems. Like, <laughs> you want to know the answers to all those questions. I know something about everything. <laughs> and if I don't know it, I research the shit out of everything. Like, I want to know what the best yeah. of everything is or the right way to do something. So it's She's like, I like researcher. to share mm-hmm. the results of what, what I have just found out about something, you know, like I, I just... I want to share share the knowledge with everybody, so everybody's using the best stuff or doing things the best way. It's just she's one of these people that if she's going to buy something, which by the way, she does everything like online. So like Amazon, and it's, it's like the FedEx guy, UPS guy. We're all Every on day. first name basis. I come home from work and like the front porch is 
pretty much loaded with boxes on a daily basis because everything we get from food to pretty much everything, a lot of it she gets online and she researches the crap out of everything first. So she'll read every review. If there's 300 reviews, she'll read them, I all. Read them all. And it's like most of the time I'm looking at she's either on the computer or on her phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, well, you're constantly looking at the things. I want like, the best product and the best price. Yeah. So it's cool that she, she offers some of that stuff up. So a lot of so people ask her on, you know, on questions on the podcast, you know, what you know, have you ever looked into doing this? And she will, oh yeah, and then she'll just get, it's like Adam on one of his rants yeah. she'll like well how much time you got because I'm going to tell you all about that oh god so. I rant too <laughs> I complain I complain I complain My I, the F word is my favorite word and I use it a lot and um, what's your number one thing to complain about people people piss me the fuck off seriously it's like well people I don't have I don't have patience for people who are just like not paying attention who are inefficient or just stupidity I don't have patience He's a very patient person. He's such a good man, and he, he helps balance me out. But I don't have uh, patience for stupidity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, she, uh, she, <laughs> she goes off on a daily basis. I go so. off on a daily Whether we're riding bikes, like, you know, down Venice Beach, you know, the people, you know, walking in front of us on the bike path piss me off. It's like, it's a bike path. Look both ways. There's bikes coming. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's perfectly fair that if somebody's crossing in front of me, I, I, if I hit them, they deserve it. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to, who teaches like these kids anything? Like, for example, right? Um, I meet so many people that they don't know, like handiwork, right? If it, we going to the example of like fixing a fence. Yeah. I feel like any normal human being, for the most part, should know how to fix, like you know, and put in a hand, take a hammer and a nail, yeah. and, and be able to kids fix it. And, and, no and they don't. So who is teaching yeah. them anything? Kids today have no clue, man. It is such a... I mean, I... They I know I how feel, to use I, their I feel so old because, you know, I remember, like, you know, your parents and your grandparents are like, oh, when I was a kid, you know, and it's like, oh, I walked 20 miles to school in the snow. It's like... I feel like I try to even relate some stuff to my son. I have a 17-year-old son, Jesse, and he's a great kid. But, you know, it, it's just... We're not that far apart in age if you look at, like, the difference in generations. But it's just enough to where... These kids today, they have no clue how to do anything like that. They're going to be the generation that calls somebody for every single thing. You know, but who are you going to call if there's no one, you know, that, that it's all these shit contractors well, that don't know how to do anything? That's the all other right. thing, though, man. It's like that's the surprising part of it. There are so many more good guys out there. The numbers are overwhelming. It's like the, the you know, in the 90 percentile compared to just a few, really, in the big picture. There's so many more good guys than bad guys. But like I said to you earlier, you don't hear about that. Yeah. So it's those those couple of guys out there that are making us everybody think like we're all criminals and you know, we're all like that and it's not the case. So that's one of the things that we're also trying to change with this. And, and again, as I said to you earlier, I want to try to help people to do what I do too because it's a guy that's trying to out there do the right thing. And so there are people that uh, that do that work and do it right, but but with the kids, man, it's scary. Like they they really don't know. And even my son, he's like, you know, I ask him, well, your your school has shop class in it and all that stuff. He's like, nah. No, like when I was in school, we had a wood class. We had a, a, a full wood shop. I mean, you could build furniture in that place. You know, full wood shop. Full. You paid a nickel for pizza. Full. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> full metal shop. Maybe full, it wasn't good pizza. Full auto repair shop, right? So now there's there's none of those classes anymore. Then there was like a whole other side of the building it was like a massive industrial part of in my high school that was like they all these things were available back then. And you're only talking about a short time ago. So a lot of schools now, because of budget cuts or whatever it might be, they don't offer a lot of that stuff. And I think it's also the lack of interest on kids' part. 
they're more interested in being, you know, on PlayStation or Xbox or whatever than they are on, you know. And, but like they you, can make apps. You, like, you have kids who you are designing apps. You couldn't get me in the now. house when I was a kid. You could not get me in the house. I just want to be outside doing stuff and fixing stuff and, 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 you know, figuring out some way to, like, take the motor off the lawnmower and put it on my bicycle. You know, it's like, that was that was what we did when we were kids. And the kids today aren't wired like that. They're doing different stuff. And with all the technology, you know, there's a huge need for kids that are designing apps and website designs and all the things that we didn't have when we were growing up. So I get it. But like what you said, like what are they you still gotta live in a house, you still gotta change yeah. a light bulb, be like who's gonna do it? Yeah. You know? Scary question. The old guys it is a very scary one. <laughs> the old guys are cute. <laughs> yeah. And then what? Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna call the young ones to come and fix the cable on our Well yeah, I call my son when I can't thing. figure out how to do something on my iPhone. I'm like, Yeah, you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So well, at least there's that trade off. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. It's a trade off. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming by. Um, tell them one way where, where they can find you guys uh, on Twitter. Obviously, the, the podcast is Hammer Nails Pod. P-O-D pod. Right. Yeah, and I'm um, Skip underscore Bedell, B-E-D-E-L-L. On Twitter, and I'm Allison Bedell, A-L-I-S-O-N-B-E-D-E-L-L on Twitter. We're both on Instagram with our names. And, and on uh, Facebook. We're both on Facebook, and uh, Facebook also has a Hammer and Nails podcast page also, so if people want to type something a little bit more lengthy rather than the, however many characters it is on yeah, Twitter. Go but, on there and uh, give us your questions, man. Anything yeah, that you, you want to know about, uh, put it on there, and we will promise to do our best to, uh, to answer it as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, of course, uh, watch the show Catch Contractors Sundays um, on Spike at 10 p.m. following Bar Rescue, another great show that I love. Great show. Um, yeah, you got to give that show a chance, too, our show. People, when they see it for the first time, they're hooked. Everybody says the same thing. Once yeah. they start watching it, they can't stop. And and what's good is that you don't. Unlike uh, other TV shows, you don't need to be caught up. You're caught up today. Right. right. Just start watching. Yeah. If you want to watch season exactly. one and two, it's uh, we're we're now uh, on demand, which is great. For the longest time, it wasn't on demand. People were always trying to find uh, you know where yeah, other places of, they can find. Speaking of it. apps, the Spike app is great. Yeah, yeah, the Spike TV app is free and it's awesome. So you can see all of the past episodes um, on demand. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. So uh, people want to get caught up and they haven't seen the show before. And uh, again, the third season is phenomenal. So uh, you know, check us out on Sunday nights at ten o'clock. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us uh, on another edition of AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. We'll see you here next time. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.